0: Good evening. Amen. Welcome to the first of our midweek Advent services as we are uh, studying Christ in the Old Testament, the seen Yahweh. If you've not had a chance to pick up one of our uh, Advent devotional books, you'll find some in the narthex as you come in and some on the glass case. If you notice that the supply is low, we do have more that are on the way, and so they'll be here in time for a Sunday worship, and if you do look for those and uh, can't find a copy. But the focus of our worship this evening is the angel of Yahweh, or the angel of the Lord, and how we see Christ in the Old Testament uh, as he appears to us as the angel of the Lord. So that'll be the focus of our readings this evening for the service. Uh, the service itself is evening prayers. It begins on page 243. And we will begin with the procession of light, so just momentarily I'll ask you to stand. But just give me a moment and then we'll begin. The first reading is from Exodus chapter 3. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. O Lord, have mercy on us. The second reading is from Hebrews chapter 1. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds, and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. So wrote King David in Psalm 34 by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The angel of the Lord, or as it appears in the Hebrew Old Testament, Malak Yahweh, has been a source of intense study and intrigue for centuries. Just who or what is the angel of the Lord? Why is the A, an angel, capitalized in many English translations of the Bible? Those of you who have been reading the devotion book for Advent already know the answer to one or both of those questions. So who is the angel of the Lord? In short, it is Christ. To add a little more background, it's also helpful to know that in both the Old and New Testaments, the word for angel literally means messenger. But let's keep digging in, shall we? The reading from Exodus chapter 3 makes it quite plain. We're told that the angel of the Lord appeared to him, that is to Moses, in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. Then for the rest of chapter 3, the angel of the Lord is referred to as the Lord, God, I am who I am, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Pulling all of this together, we learn that Moses is speaking to God the Son, the second person of the Holy Trinity. Now, how is it that we can say this with such certainty? Well, oftentimes, when either the Father or the Spirit are mentioned in Scripture, we're given direct reference to either the Father or the Spirit, In the Old Testament, it can sometimes be more difficult to clearly discern whether it is the Father or the Son who is speaking, but nevertheless, we are given a clear witness to the Holy Trinity throughout the Old and New Testaments. Now you may be thinking, but Pastor Bibb, in Exodus 33, God told Moses, You cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live. Yes, it's true. Amen. God said this to Moses. And yet, in what is a mystery to us, There are many times when Yahweh appeared before his people, was seen by them, and spoke to them. In his gospel, St. John tells us, No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. He's speaking of Jesus. And Jesus tells us himself in John 6, Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Again, Jesus is talking about himself. From these verses, it is made plain that unless it is explicitly stated otherwise, when people saw God in the Old Testament, they were seeing God the Son, the second person of the Holy Trinity. What a marvelous truth that the Son of the Father is so clearly revealed in the Old Testament along with the Holy Spirit. Now, I would understand if most of you have not and do not spend this much time contemplating the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, and that's okay. But it is fascinating to study such things because to do so is to dive deeply into God's word. It is in the living word that we encounter the living God, Yahweh, who took on flesh in the person of the Son, Jesus Christ. And it is God the Son who perhaps is the most comforting for us to focus on and to contemplate, precisely because he is both true God and true man. After all, it is God the Son who is the fulfillment of all the promises concerning a Savior who would be born in Bethlehem, the city of David. Jesus is the righteous branch that sprung up from the stump of Jesse. He is the faithful and suffering servant whom Isaiah prophesied about, he who would be pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. He is Job's living Redeemer. He is the son of righteousness, whom the prophet Malachi spoke of, and the one who bears the name, the Lord is our righteousness, according to the prophet Jeremiah. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, and he is also the angel of the Lord, who encamps around those who fear him. Make no mistake, Jesus is no <clears throat> pardon me mere angel, that is no created being. And the first chapter of Hebrews makes it clear that to refer to the Son of God before his incarnation as the angel of Yahweh is by no means to say that he is an angel like Gabriel, that is, a created being. For it was not to the angels, but to his eternally begotten Son that God the Father said, You are my Son, today I have begotten you, and sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Jesus, both before and after his incarnation, is not a created angel, but is himself the Lord and God of the angels. Jesus is the Lord God of Sabaoth, which means the Lord God of the heavenly armies. And it is this Lord God whom we thank, praise, serve, and obey. For it is Christ Jesus who has delivered us from our enemies of sin, death, and Satan. It is Jesus Christ who took upon himself our sin and shame and bore these to the cross, For he laid down his life for our forgiveness and salvation. Then on that blessed Easter morning, the angels bore witness that their Lord and God had risen from the dead. Jesus himself appeared to his disciples alive and victorious over death. Thanks be to God that he saw the affliction of his people and he heard our cries. He knew our sufferings and came down to deliver us out of the hands of sin, death, and Satan. By his incarnation, life, death, resurrection, and ascension, he has delivered us from the hands of our enemies and is bringing us into a good land, a land flowing with milk and honey, an everlasting paradise for his saints who fear him. All of this is God's free gift to sinners who hear his gospel promises and by the power of the Holy Spirit believe them. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Dear saints, your Lord Jesus Christ is with you. He dwells with you and encamps around you in word and sacrament now and is coming again on the last day. He has delivered you from your enemies. Blessed are all those who take refuge in him. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses understanding watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, amen. Again, Good evening and welcome. This is uh, the first of what will only be three midweek services this year. It's a little different with how compressed the church year calendar is. Typically, of course, we would have four midweek services along with our four Sundays in Advent, but it just so happens that the fourth Sunday in Advent, Uh, is also Christmas Eve, so in the morning everything will be purple, and then in the evening for our Christmas Eve service, everything will have changed then to white, which means then there's no Advent for midweek, because we're already into the 12-day season of Christmas at that point, so we do hope that you're able to join us uh, for weeks two and three as we continue through this series, and again, uh, as you are able, uh, pick up one of those devotion books, and if we're out, there will be more uh, for next week, so you're welcome to those as well. Uh, As far as our schedule goes for the rest of the week, I don't have it printed here on the bulletin, uh, but we have a choir later on this evening here, just as soon as we conclude, and then, of course, uh, services on Sunday. So we hope to see you then as you are able. God's peace be with you. I'll greet you at the door.